Welcome to the house of God. Let's have church. John chapter 5, verse 2, and then verse 6. Now there is at Jerusalem, by the sheep market, a pool, which is called in the Hebrew tongue Bethesda, having five porches. And then in verse 6, when Jesus saw him lie and knew that he had been now a long time in that case, he saith unto him, Wilt thou be made whole? And using verse 2 and verse 6, I would like to preach on the thought of a message every Bethesda. Every Bethesda. Have your way, Lord, in this service. Lord, let every Bethesda speak to our hearts and to our situations that we're going through in Jesus' name. A healing pastor came to town and there was a long line for prayer at the end of the service. Two young men finally made it to the front of the line and the pastor asked what the problem was. One man motioned to his silent friend and said, he doesn't want to tell you this, but it's his hearing. So the pastor immediately put his hands on the young man's ears and prayed. And then after letting go, the pastor said, How is your hearing now, son? The young man looked up and said, I I don't know, it's not until next Friday. I was reading a book by a preacher named Andrew Murray. And he wrote in this book, Christ is the great physician who comes to every Bethesda. And God began to stir in my heart every Bethesda. You know that Bethesda, it means house of mercy. And there's a house of mercy where you are and where I am gathered. The Bible says, Thou openest thine hand and satisfiest the desire of every living thing. First of all, let's look at every waiting. We're going to look at three everys. In every Bethesda. The Bible says in verse 3, it was sort of a gathering place or a collecting point for people with a great need of physical healing. John chapter 5 and verse 3 says, In these, in this, it was like a uh, like a public pool, and it had five kind of covered porches and In these, the Bible says, lay a great multitude. So there were piles of people there. And it says they were impotent folk, which means uh, folks basically who are powerless of uh, something or the other, some other ailment, blind, uh, pretty uh, self-explanatory, they could not see. Halt, which means crippled uh, or limping. Withered, which means literally dried up, maybe like a limb that's been atrophied. And the Bible says that they were waiting for this moving of the water. So uh, there was an angel that would go down into this water, and the first one, when the water began to be uh, moved or became the, the waves or uh, began to be agitated, the first one that stepped in the water was made whole of whatsoever disease he had. And there was a man there which had an infirmity, infirmity 30 and 8 years. Well, it really shows a picture for people who were waiting. They were waiting because the promise was, as it was understood, that it was whosoever and whatsoever. So anyone in anything 
could find their healing. You know, their hope was in the pool. But when Jesus came by, Jesus had some question for the man. What's our hope in? Is our hope in the pool? You know, tonight there might be a waiting. And everyone has their different waiting. The Bible says that this great multitude, they were waiting. They put their hope in that movement of the water. And sometimes we get our hope focused on something. We're waiting for that, uh, maybe even that uh, the promotion at work. Or we're waiting for the doctor's results. But what is our hope in? John the, John the Baptist got discouraged and he sent some of his disciples when he had been placed in prison simply for preaching to see Jesus. And they came to Jesus and said, Art thou he that should come or look we for another? John's hope in Jesus was failing. He was discouraged. Jesus answering said unto them, Go your way. But before that, it said in the same hour, he didn't answer them. He said he incurred many of their infirmities and plagues of evil spirits. And unto many that were blind, he gave sight. Then he said, go tell John the things you have seen and heard. How that the blind see, the lame walk, the lepers are cleansed, the deaf hear. The dead are raised. I would have liked to have been a fly on the wall there. Jesus is going around, not saying a whole lot, but just healing people. But it said the dead are raised. So I, evidently there were dead people that were there. And John's disciples saw people who were dead. Can you imagine people wailing around the dead bodies? And Jesus speaks or touches them and they rise. And the Bible says, go tell John what you see. And he said, the poor have the gospel preached to them. And he said, blessed is he, whosoever shall not be offended in me. You know, if you're waiting, keep your hope in Jesus. I know that we have to wait sometime, but every waiting is every Bethesda. Every Bethesda, Jesus comes to every waiting, every Bethesda, and every word. The Bible said that this Jesus had seen this man lie. And he knew that he had been there a long time. You know, God knows what we're going through. But then there's every word. Every word. God has something. It's interesting. When God has comes our way, he's got something for us. You know, when you go to the house of God and hear the preaching of God's word, it's not just the preaching of, God, of, of, of the preacher's word. But as it is in truth, the word of God. It's, the preacher might be the mouth, mouthpiece, but if it's God's word, it's not the preacher's. The preacher's just preaching it. But God, it's from God. The Bible said that Jesus spoke to the devil in the wilderness, that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word of God. See, when Jesus saw this, this uh, man who was with an infirmity for 38 years, lying on this, this mattress of sorts. He knew that he had been a long time in that case. He saith unto him, Wilt thou be made whole? We need every word of God. Every word of God. You know that the word of God is a, is a love letter from God to you? Put your nose in that book and find a promise. Put your nose in that book and find a blessing. It's the word of God.
See, this impotent man answered Jesus and he said, Sir, I have no man when the water is troubled to put me into the pool. But while I'm coming down, another, another step it down before me. While I'm coming, someone comes in front of me and they take my blessing. You know, it's an amazing thing. P- people have excuses, right? Other, other people have excuses, preacher. I have reasons. Have you ever formed a list of reasons or excuses in your mind, even before someone's done talking to you. Can you imagine this man? He's already making up his excuses. Well, I got something to say to Jesus. This is the reason. <laughs> Some work excuses. One employee said they, uh, the reason they weren't at work. They woke up in a good mood and they, they didn't want to ruin it. Another one said, Grandma tried to poison me again. A male employee claimed... He had morning sickness. You know, God points us to a better way. There was no success in 38 years. And the man said, there is no one to help me. You know that God really wants to get us right there. When all of our excuses are gone, when we don't have any other place to look, Jesus said, I will give you wholeness. You know, walking's great if you're healthy, but if you're sick, it's a burden or it's even impossible. But Jesus comes to every Bethesda with his word. You know what his word says? Rise and walk. In Matthew chapter 9 and verse 35, Jesus went about all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues and preaching the the gospel of the kingdom and healing, notice, every sickness and every disease among the people. There's nothing that stands outside of Jesus' treatment. Every situation, every Bethesda that you can bring to Him, God has a solution. Every sickness and every disease. You know, when a doctor comes and treats a patient, if we visit a doctor, they come really from the outside, right? They treat us from the outside. They approach us. They provide treatment. Thank God for doctors. And then when they've administered the medicine, they've administered the treatment, and when we're well or the patient is well, the doctor leaves. And we're kind of, you know, we're healed, we're independent, we go on our way. But you know, Jesus is different. When Jesus comes to us, he doesn't work on the outside. He works on the inside. There's a good chorus that says, Jesus on the inside. Working on the outside. Oh, what a change in my life. But you see, then Jesus heals us. Jesus forgives our sins. Jesus saves us. And you say, well, preacher, is that the same? Then he just lets us be free? No. But he stays with us. You see, his word stays in it. It's like a fire burning within us. Paul said, for me to live is Christ. We have a dependence on Jesus. The Bible says that in Matthew 28 and 20, he said, Lord, I'm with you always, even unto the end of the world. When he comes into us, he stays with us. So we have a total dependence on him, on his every word, our every moment for every Bethesda. Isn't it good to know that whatever we're going to face in life, God has a solution. God has an answer for our every Bethesda. Every Bethesda, every waiting, every word.
in every walk. Jesus saith unto him, Rise, take up thy bed, and walk. And the Bible says immediately, the man was made whole, took up his bed, and walked. The Bible says, Blessed every is everyone that feareth the Lord and walketh in his ways. God saves us to walk. In the Old Testament, there's a promise in Isaiah chapter 40. In verse 29, He giveth power to the faint. And to them that have no might, He increaseth strength. You know, to every Bethesda He brings, to every weight He brings every word, so that He can bring every walk. It said, Even the youths shall faint and be weary, and the young men shall utterly fall. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. The Bible says we're saved to walk. Jesus comes by our every Bethesda with his word so that our walk could be in him. That we could walk in Romans chapter 6 and verse 4. The Bible says in newness of life. In Romans chapter 8 and verse 1, we can walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. Galatians 5 and 16, to walk in the spirit so we don't have to fulfill the lusts of the flesh. You can stay hooked up to Jesus. He's able to keep you from falling. The Bible says in Ephesians 5 and 2, we walk in love. In 1 John chapter 1 and verse 7, we walk in the light as He is in the light. And we have fellowship with Jesus. We stay with Him. In the blood of Jesus Christ, His Son cleanseth us from all sin. You know, Enoch, there's an awesome biography. I love reading biographies. And there's one I'll read the, pretty much the whole biography in about a minute. Genesis chapter 5 and verse 21 to 24. And Enoch lived 60 and 5 years and begat Methuselah. He had a son. And Enoch walked with God after he begat Methuselah 300 years and begat sons and daughters. So something changed in Enoch's life. Verse 23. And all the days of Enoch were 360 360 and 5 years. And the last verse of his biography, And Enoch walked with God. And he was not, for God took him. You know, some people think Methuselah is the oldest man in the Bible, or the oldest man. Now, he's the oldest uh, one that's lived years on the earth. But if you want to know who the oldest man in the Bible is, it's Enoch. Not Elijah, it's Enoch. Because the Bible said, Enoch walked with God. And the Bible said, he was not, for God took him. Enoch has not died yet. Enoch is thousands of years old. The Bible says, I like what one illustration was, that he walked so close to Jesus. He walked so close to God that when, when God stepped back into heaven, Enoch just stepped right in behind him. You know, that walk with God, every Bethesda is so that we can have a walk with God. Every walk, every step, every moment. You know that walks are made in into steps, right? You break them down. Even a marathon. Have you ever eaten an elephant? You know how you eat one? One bite at a time. You know how you run a marathon? One step at a time. 
You know how I walk through this life, preacher? I've got a crazy week coming up. Well, I've got an awesome Jesus that can go with you every step of the way and you can walk. You can walk. I'd like to leave you with this in Mark chapter 6 and verse 15. Jesus had risen from the dead. He had died for their sins, our sins. And he rose from the dead after three days and three nights. Jesus took all of our sins and then he rose from the dead. And then he told those disciples, Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Take this new life out there. Let people see that there's a newness, there's a hope for every Bethesda. For every waiting, you have every word of God so that they can go to every walk. They can bring a walk out of a standstill. God can put a walk in your marriage, a walk in your job. He can make it exciting. In verse 20, Mark chapter 16, And they went forth, they started walking, and preached everywhere with every word of God. To everyone's Bethesda, didn't they? Notice the Lord working with them. The Lord working with them, with you, and confirming the word with signs following. And then it says, Amen. And tonight, God comes to every Bethesda, every house of mercy, every waiting place where people gather with needs. And God can meet every need. His word is well able to meet every need and to give us every walk, to lift us up and get us moving, moving in prayer, moving in victory, moving in love, moving in power. It's time it's time for Jesus to come to every Bethesda, even yours. And with heads bowed and eyes closed, tonight let God be part of your Bethesda. Because as it is in truth, as the preacher wrote so many years ago, Christ is the great physician who comes to every Bethesda. God bless you is our prayer. See you in church on Sunday, 9 a.m., 1857 Wells Road, Orange Park, Florida, 32073. Come, you can drive in, stay with your windows rolled up if you like. Let's have church and worship Jesus. God bless you. Amen.